Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week, we're talking about celebrity glow ups and how you can cut the trash people out of your life so that you can get optimal glow. And we're doing a very close gay reading of Harry <laughs> Potter and the Brokeback Mountain, also known as Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And to counteract that, I'll be taking us back in time 20 years to 1997, when things were different and a little bit troubling. A simpler time. And worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, I want to have a little conversation about glow-ups this week. For the listener at home, what be a glow-up? Per the illustrious Urban Dictionary. Hey. Oh, yes. Glow-up is to go from bottom to top to point of disbelief. An incredible transformation. Started Hello? from the bottom, now we're here. I'm saying it's full on Drake. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So I want to talk about glow-ups, but not just any glow-ups. I want to talk about glow-ups after breakups. <gasps> oh, those are good ones. Okay, those are good ones because everybody is expecting you to be down and out, and then here you come. You come through. Well, yeah. the mere fact that Khloe Kardashian has a show called Revenge Body. That is the whole thing, an homage right? to the glow-up. So I want to start by sharing some sage words of wisdom from none other then, Lala Anthony. <laughs> the bard of our times. Yes. Just, I'm just saying. Some people in our lives, unfortunately, have an expiration date. Everyone's not meant to be in your life forever. The key is to know when it's mm. time to cut them off. Because, you know, sometimes the most hate you get is from your inner circle. Like, where the support is supposed to come from. And you have to be mindful of that and go, you know, as I'm making this step to the next level, it's not that I change, mm -hmm. but it's that you're not ready to go with me to this next level. you holding me back. So your time is up. I appreciated the time we had, but now I got to move on. And, you know, I had to do that at various times in my life. And I'm not saying it like it's an easy thing to do. It's definitely a hard thing to do, yeah. but it's necessary to detox your life at different phases of, of your journey. I'm not hearing any lies. No, no lies, lies, right? When the milk starts getting chunky and you can chew it, you throw it out. And you throw it out. It is time to move on. When mm -hmm. it's got that cheesy tang. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys know <laughs> that, but uh, Lala Anthony is kind of in the midst of a glow up herself. Yes. Tell have, me more. There have been rumors about a separation between her and her husband, Carmelo Anthony, okay. after a, an alleged affair. And she has continued, as tabloids have said, to have the most unbothered separation ever. Oh. <laughs> unbothered face. Unbothered, unbothered face, social media. Unbothered body. Unbothered business. She's all about the glow up. She's on her national glow up tour. I'm sorry, international glow up tour. Yes. <laughs> because if you follow her on Instagram, you see her yachting, swimwear. She's in Capri. She's in Capri. There is nowhere I prefer to glow up than on a yacht. I'm just saying. She's fabulous. She's started a business. She's starring in a television show. Like, she's doing her thing. And so... I started to think a little bit about her words, what she said, about how sometimes you just got to let certain people go. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. It's hard. But there is perhaps a pot of gold on the end of that rainbow once you break. <laughs> and because I think in terms of pop culture, 90% of the time, I started to think about all of the pop culture breakups mm -hmm. that resulted in fantabulous glow-ups. Before you embark on this, I have to ask, what are you thinking about the other 10% of the time? Kids are sleeping, I guess. <laughs> and my husband, they get a small percentage. I dispute <laughs> your facts. So I'm going to start this off with a little story. Please. If you'd allow me to read from my storybook, I guess this will be the first uh, cooler storybook reading. Yes. So grab your juice boxes, sit on the rug, you know I have kids, so crisscross <laughs> applesauce, mm -hmm. and I'll start. Once upon a time, far, far away in the 1990s, Two friends and a third less prominent friend came together with an idea. An idea that was to build an empire that would leave an indelible imprint on popular culture. And they were successful. 
They accomplished their goals, money started rolling in, and they gained the respect of their peers. Their business actually proved so valuable that without it, it is possible that a few prominent figures in pop culture that we know today would not exist. Oh, but there was trouble in paradise. (laughs) Friend A, we'll call him, became increasingly uncomfortable with the behavior and business dealings of friend B. After much reflection, friend A decided to cut ties with friend B to preserve and pursue the vision he wanted to achieve. There was bad blood. No, Taylor. (laughs) Now, the coup de grace. In parting ties, friend A actually ended up in charge of the business that the two friends built together. And these people are real. Mm Mm-hmm. Real people. He effectively became the boss of his former friend and now sworn enemy. Oh, shit. Eventually, friend B sold off his stake of the business and went on to play in another sandbox where he decided to try his hand at building another empire. So how did they fare? According to Forbes, in 2016, friend B was worth $2 million. Nice. Hey. Also, according to Forbes, in 2016, friend A was worth $610 million. Is this about Jay-Z? And (laughs) (laughs) according to 2017 estimates, that number has risen to $810 million net worth. So these two men are none other than Emmanuel has said it. Rockefeller founders. Yes. Oh, sorry, I thought you said it's Emmanuel, Emmanuel and Jay-Z. Sean, Jay-Z, Carter, and Dame Dash. So apparently at some point, Jay-Z decided Dame Dash was holding him back. And based on how things panned out, I can't say that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. No. And also, only one of those men has done a collaboration with Victoria Beckham. I'm just saying. Yeah. The poorer ones, <laughs> in case you're keeping track. The glow up is real. So sometimes you got to cut people off. Yeah, sorry, Dame. Sorry, Dame. You had Aaliyah for that brief moment, and that's as good as your life got. And we can't talk about glow-ups. We can't talk about Jay-Z without talking about the Beyonce glow-up. So Mm. I know that most people know know who Beyonce is, but how many people know that she was in a group that originally had four members and two of them bounced, and then Beyonce fell into a deep depression because she thought her career was over? I didn't know that. She did. Oh, bae. When she was 19. But she pulled herself up, and the glow-up is strong with that one, right? Yep. And when she was briefly broken up with her husband, mm-hmm. Jay-Z. You mean after uh, Solange she... gave him that two-piece in the elevator? Oh, yes. Okay. Two you know that there was an uppercut. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but biscuit. there was a Dame Dash connection there. <gasps> Mortal Kombat. Because Becky with the good hair is allegedly Dame Dash's girlfriend. Quick sidebar on a recent journey <laughs> with my father in the car in the UK. He turns to me and says, who is Becky with the good hair? <laughs> And now he listens to the cooler. Minds want to know. Well, apparently yes. she's on a glow up because everybody knows her name. Yeah. Now these, these yep. days. I got it wrong. I think I said the chef rather than the fashion designer. Rachel Ray, yeah. the chef. Rachel Ray, the chef. <laughs> she gets around. A lot of people dragged her on social media. Ugh. The confusion was real. They're like, your butternut squash soup <laughs> sucks. How dare you? Another glow up that I got to mention. We've got to talk about BFFs. Nicole Richie. Oh, yes. And yes. Paris. Hilton. I like how you're not anonymizing them now. You're like, we're not going to tell this storybook style. We're just going to go <laughs> we're right just gonna, in. We're just going right into it. Friend A said, that's hot. And <laughs> friend B said, tuddle <laughs> Now, I'm just saying, like, I met Nicole during The Simple Life. Same. And as Paris's friend. Mm. And I w- she was just sort of like a sidekick. And then. Very much a sidekick. Apparently they fell out. Yeah. And Paris has said on record, Nicole knows what she did. <gasps> okay. <laughs> and Nicole has just said they've grown apart. Either way it goes. After they stopped being friends, her glow up got strong. She's like a businesswoman and a celebrity in her own right. She's not even attached to Paris. Yeah. She has a a show called Candidly Nicole Mm -hmm. because what she realized and what we realized too late is Simple Life minus Nicole, not funny. Not funny. Paris needed her. Why do 
I still remember that Walmart moment. <laughs> where they thought it was a store where you buy walls? Yes. Yeah. It was. No. Yeah. But you know what? I think they might have been on the Jessica Simpson like reality tour where they were just pretending to be super. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. Chicken of the sea, that whole yeah. thing. I'm going to just run down some glow ups. And then I'm gonna give you a little bit of advice on how to kick out the people in your life <laughs> who are keeping <laughs> who are you, holding you from back. blowing up. Yeah. Gwen Stefani and band member Tony Canal. You remember that one? Okay, oh, here I we go. Do. I'm gonna mm. split hairs a little bit. Okay, go ahead. They broke up. They got famous together, no doubt. Oh, who who got famous together? Because I know who Gwen is. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I see Gwen in cover. But he still gets them checks. every week. But I'm just saying. Every time you listen to Don't Speak and Cry to it, that's true. Tony gets he's checked to He's the guy. He's the guy. But she moves on to Gavin Rossdale, who Ooh. cheated on her after many years, and now she's with Blake Shelton. I don't know if this is a come up, a glow I up. I can't mm. understand the it's whole very Blake messy. Shelton thing. It is messy, but I will say that if you rewind back to 1997 mm-hmm. to 2017, she's glown up over the years. Yeah. And I'm going to say that Canal every now and then, he be thinking about it. <laughs> every single day. <laughs> But imagine being on tour. They did the Tragic Kingdom tour together for 28 months while they were breaking up. Oh, she was singing that song damn. every single night while he was in the background. So relive that breakup over and over again. That's like a thousand family dinners all stitched into one. Karuchi post Chris Brown. Thank no God one. she got away. Okay. I prefer not to think about either of those two people. She's in a few made-for-TV movies, and she's been in like a television series called Claws with like Niecy Nash. Like she's she's on the glow up. Right I like now. to see a lady doing well. I'm saying. Here's one that I know you're gonna have feelings about. Caitlyn Jenner post Chris Jenner. Emmanuel is visibly sweating. <laughs> I was having a good effort. day. I was not feeling any rants coming up, and now one is bubbling up in my throat. Just leave it. I'm just going to swallow it down. Downstream. Just downstream. like you do when you're 19 at a bar and you've had too many tequila shots. Mm. Yep. You don't want them to know you shouldn't be drinking and you're not yeah. 21, so you swallow down the bile. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Heal and grow. Heal and grow. So we're going to pass on this one? Caitlyn is trash forever. <laughs> I can't believe her and everything she says and what she stands for, which is nothing. Mm. So you're Here undecided is what I'm <laughs> And all of the bile's coming out of my mouth now. No glow up. No, oh, she does not get a word at the glow up. And my personal favorite, Netflix, after it broke up with the U.S. Postal Service. Because when Netflix yeah. announced yes. that it was no longer going to do mail-in DVDs, mm. I was like, you're dead to me. Same. Then it came through with streaming and it was like new number who this and it was like it's me. <laughs> I want to get back together. Can we just remember that time when Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, tried to split the company into yes! Netflix and Flickster? Yes. <laughs> no. Have you guys ever had to like bounce out of a relationship and, and get a little glow up? I'm gonna tell a story. Hello, I'm here for the stories. Hopefully my ex doesn't listen. <laughs> And if you are listening, Mr. X, maybe turn the sound down now. Okay. So we broke up, and it's all about the first time you see them. You want to be wearing all new clothing. Mm, Yes. You want to look fly, and you want to have a fly honey on your arm. Yes. And you want them to look like something that was dredged up out of the gut. (laughs) Like they just came from the gym after suffering from the flu for like two weeks. Yes. You want them to look like full trash panda (laughs) realness post-dumpster. Exactly. And you also want them to be wearing things you've seen a billion times. Like, I know that shirt. I know those shoes. I see no reinvention here. Yeah. And so months and months later, I see him. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking with a fly honey on my arm. Hello. Wearing an entirely new outfit. Exactly. And my hair was recently cut and the curls were bouncy. So this is optimum. This is like, okay, perfect. I've never felt better. Because God, those curls can look so good. When I walk towards him, he has a shaved head, a black eye. And is wearing an outfit I've seen a thousand and seventy-two times. Oh, okay. A black eye. 
it's not a competition, but you're winning. And so we had a gracious few moments. So to your question, my answer is I have glowed up. Yes. And I'm living that glow up to this day. The the glow is preserved, I would say. Some people, not so fortunate. Right? What about you, Harley? Have you ever had to glow up on somebody before? Well, you know, uh, a few years ago, I broke up with my hair. Mm -hmm. And I think that turned out really well for me. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. You ended up in Vogue. I'm I'm just saying you've been glowing up ever since. I'm pretty thrilled about how the whole thing turned out, quite frankly. I look at old photos and I think, "Mm." in the parlance of our times in England, circa 1998, I think I was a bit of a munter. What does that mean? Break it down. What? A munter. A, a butterface. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. A so, you know, I've only seen very few pictures of you with hair, and mm-hmm. you look cute to me. Like, I don't think you're a butterface. Oh, I was... Uh, oh, I don't know. Look at yourself. But, you know, there are some people who look better with hair. Like, I recently saw Amber Rose with a wig, and I was like, girl. Take it off. You don't off. need yeah. that. You really don't need it. Take you do it not. Off. Some people look better without hair because they just got the face. It's a thing. That's what it is. I it's guess you just got the face, Carly. Let the face shine. Hello. Well, in the interest of trying to be as helpful as possible and help our listeners live their best life, mm-hmm. I'm going to give some advice on how to kick the trash people out of your life yes. for preventing your glow up. And Ooh. I went to the experts here, meaning I Googled and WikiHow was like, listen, I got the <laughs> recipe for you to As get rid Jeeves of was like, life. I will put you together. <laughs> Just bing it. <laughs> because apparently you can learn how to do pretty much anything on WikiHow. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing. If you want to do it, you, go, you can find it. It's not hard to find. But they had a three-parter on how to determine whether or not somebody needs to be out of your life. Part one is understanding the state of your relationship. And that includes things like, think about when is the last time you sat down and talked to your friend? How do you communicate and identify if this friend wants a romantic relationship with you? That's mm. part one. Okay? It's got sage advice about, coming right? from WikiHow. Part two, decide if you are underappreciated. Does this person make you feel important? Do they make you feel unimportant? Do you feel like you're being exploited? Wow. Okay? And then part three, decide if you feel fed up. Okay? <laughs> Wiki, how about that? Decide. <laughs> I like how it just descended that. Just, just see how you feel. Just how you feel. See how you feel. Decide if you're annoyed with your friend. Decide if they're trustworthy. Decide if you're your best self when you're around them. And decide if you need to host an intervention. Okay? (gasps) On yourself. On yourself, on them, just an intervention in general. (laughs) Now I'm picturing a self-intervention. Like, self, you have harmed me in the following ways. (laughs) One, you ain't shit. (laughs) Two, you still ain't shit. <laughs> I think the self-intervention happens when you walk into the bathroom and you're shocked by the sight of your own face yeah, in the like, mirror. Oh, I need a new moisturizer. Yeah. What is this? You're like, are you probably wondering why I've called you here? Reflection. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap this up by saying, if you have toxic people in your life, just shake them off. Oh, no Taylor. Shake no. it off. No Taylor. Shake it off. No Taylor. That's she is truly into the culture. During this segment. Yeah, yeah. Seems like she's on your mind no. because you like her new no. single. All I'm saying is, you cut them off, mm-hmm. you may end up on the Forbes list, Yep. <laughs> Worth $810 million. That's all I'm saying. Cut <laughs> along the dotted line, people. I think a lot of people's lives are going to be changed by this segment. I'm just saying. Change your life. Buy some of those oversized scissors and have a ribbon cutting ceremony when you <gasps> cut them out. Oh, Snip. I love that. Bye. So let me set the mood for mm, you guys. Okay. Recently, my boyfriend and I are chilling. Mm-hmm. Chilling? We're having is a pleasant... Netflix is on? <laughs> <laughs> if it was, it would be on The Great British Bake Off, which calms me down. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'll step off. No soggy bottoms here, though. No. Just saying. No. The sponge is a bit dry, though. It wasn't in the proving drawer for long enough. These are jokes for people who watch yeah, the show. Yeah, I made up a joke <laughs> about uh, the French 
Bake Off with Mary Beret. Nobody laughed. <laughs> Too esoteric, Carly. <laughs> I know. Find smarter friends. I tried. <laughs> it's my family. <laughs> so we're chilling, mm. having a pleasant evening. The gin and LaCroix are flowing. Of course. Sade is crooning in the background. Oh, what's a good night? When is she not? Then my boyfriend turns to me. He looks me deep in my eyes. And he says, I miss when you used to read books. That is How dare so you? harsh. Disembowel me, why How don't you? How dare you, sir? I haven't felt this way since the Red Wedding. Hung, drawn, <laughs> and quartered. Brutal. That's really nasty. Oh. So we're broken up now. And that's the end of my segment. What? No, no. no. Oh. <laughs> oh, I wish you'd taken a photo of that moment when we genuinely thought you were announcing your breakup. Oh. That would be a cool way to do it, though. Oh, my God. But no, we're still together, and he's right. I have not been reading because, I've, in a weird way, like listening to podcasts has taken over that part of my brain. Huh. And so I'm just like, eh, I've been smart enough today. Oh, isn't it the worst when they're right? You're yeah. annoyed, but they're yeah. also mm. right. Yeah. So I trotted on over to the library mm. and selected two super intellectual tomes. Obviously. Hello. you got to get back at him. You've got to show yeah. you're dealing with a regular philosopher. And he's going to have it. And then, but you know what? Then when he gets to ask you about watching television or when he's watching television, then you get to turn your nose up. Mm. And I get to turn a page in a poetry book. I yep. am reading, sir. And like Thank do that you. thing where you like lick your finger before turning oh, the yeah. page. Black turtleneck, beret. Mm, glasses. Oh, yeah. Get the Steve Jobs no, monocle. glasses. Monocle. The monocle. Yes. <laughs> Just put one in each eye. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, I got really intellectual books because I'm really smart and I got a good score on my verbal SAT. Mm -hmm. Well, this is well documented. The first was a memoir by an actress by the name of Lauren Graham. Mm. She played Lorelai Gilmore in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, wow. So you really went with that really heavy hitting stuff yes. then. Huh? Her book has a lot of pictures in it. It also has words, though. It has words. <laughs> could it be described reasonably as a picture book? You know you could. <laughs> you could get the gist from If the you say the second book is, is Kim's selfie book, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've already read that. I've read that, too. Is there reading in there? It gets really naughty around the middle. Oh, yeah. There are words in that book? Some. Are, uh, hold on. They're big. Are the words, the captions on the Instagram photo? <laughs> yeah. You. Okay, done. So to find my second book... I had to travel to a separate part of the library from the adult books mm. where they keep the children's books. Emmanuel, <laughs> you're doing nothing to disprove him. Here. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with the audience, with you guys, mm -hmm. with Baby him, steps. with the world. Yeah. So the librarian who's part of this children's section, there's like children playing with like blocks on the ground. Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time in that section of the library. Big cubes with like <laughs> the letter B on them, yes. like because they're Beyonce fans or something. Obviously, yeah. yeah Eric yeah. Carl rugs, Dr. Seuss posters, <laughs> yes. all oh, of that. Eric exactly. Carl, shout out. Yeah. So the librarian looks at me in a very, I know you're too selfish to have kids of your own. So you're probably here for a Harry Potter book. <laughs> and you know what? Her shady thought was, was correct. correct. She's yes. like, I got you. I was there for the latest installment of Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I'm sorry, the latest. There's a, oh, I remember doing a segment on the oh, play this for this play. one. It's a play. Okay. It takes place 17 years after Deathly Hallows, which was supposed to be the final book. So I take these two really intellectual books mm. to the counter. I'm like, I'll have these. I'm a reader. <laughs> I, ad I adore to read. And the librarian promptly told me my librarian card was... Libraria. Is that it? Is that, is Libraria. That that it's, it's kind of a, well, what, you know, as intellectuals say, Libraria. That's the library that houses Kim Kardashian books. <laughs> it's actually a faraway mythical land. Close to Narnia. Yes. So I went to the counter to check them out, and the librarian said, this library card is expired wow. from disuse. They can do that? Apparently, Red Wedding Part 2, 
I get it. I don't read. You don't have to rub it in. Jeez. Wait a minute. They can do that. I thought they once once a library card holder, always a library card holder. No. Since when no. do they start expiring no. cards around here? They're like, you aren't reading the books that we're trying to give you. That's Whose judgmental saying. job is it to go into the system and delete people? That's a, literally a librarian's job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she or he go into the system and then find the non-readers and say, you can't sit with us. Yeah. And then yeah. delete, delete, delete. And judge you profusely and then delete you. I was judged. Gosh. And once I found a first aid kit and healed my twisted knife wounds, mm. I went home and started reading. Mm. Lauren Graham, we don't have to talk about because it's not important. What we will talk about in a segment I am calling Yas Homo. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be talking about the gay plot of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, I believe gay plot is all one word. Geplot. 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 I think it's German for <laughs> yes. Das Geplot. Exactly. Wo ist mein Geplot? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the plot follows Harry Potter's son, Albus, mm. and Harry Potter's enemy's son, Scorpius. So Harry Potter's no longer a child at Scorpius. this point. No, he is middle-aged and sad. Ooh. And he does not know how to parent this kid. That took a turn. Partly because this kid is gay. So Albus and Scorpius go to school, and they are clearly attracted to each other and obsessed with each other. Okay. And throughout the whole book, Gay, 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 gay. And I will now, in our second ever storybook session, <laughs> read some excerpts to you guys. So get your juice boxes again. Okay. Thank you. Sit in a little circle. Hang on a minute. Juice box. Crisscross applesauce. I'm ready. Passage one. Albus hugs his friend with fierceness. They hold for a beat. Scorpius is surprised by this. Okay. Hello. Um... Have we hugged before? Oh. Do we hug? The two boys look at each other and awkwardly dislocate. Mm. Hang hang on a minute. We'll jump in and analyze in a second. <laughs> I think this technically counts as a performance of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah. Do we have the rights to this? <laughs> and do you have money to pay me after? Because yeah. I'm doing a lot of work here. J.K. Rowling did not get rich for nothing. I'm mm. just saying that. She has a team of highly trained mice or something who are going to come after us. Well, think of all of the pieces people write about the little podcast that could, that then couldn't. <laughs> the dead stand up to right-wing behemoth J.K. Oh, no, that, I've got it wrong. Yeah. Or will be known as the podcast that lived, just like the boy who lived. <gasps> mm. And she's Voldemort in this situation. Imagine. No shade. Passage two. Scorpius says, if we're doing this, we're doing it together. He smiles. Mm. Three, two, one. One, they swallow. That's good. Oh, Emmanuel. They're drinking Polyjuice Potion, but still, can you feel it? Can you see it? Can I feel the crackling sexual tension? Yes, I can. In a later scene, passage mm. three, Scorpius appears at the back of the stage. He looks at his friend talking to a girl. And part of him likes it, and part of him doesn't. Ooh, mm. a big part doesn't, I guess. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Harry Potter comes and is like, you can't talk to Scorpius anymore. Why? Hashtag gay. <laughs> there are other reasons in the, in the play, but whatever. I, I feel like we're glossing over those other reasons. <laughs> so this is during their breakup, where Albus has to tell Scorpius, like, I can't hang out with you mm, anymore. Papa said. Albus says, I can't, okay? Scorpius says, you can't what? Albus says, just, we'll be better off without each other, okay? Oh, God. Scorpius is left looking up after him, heartbroken. Papa, don't preach. Breakups are hard. Breakups are hard. Scorpius, get your glow up. Then watch when he sees him later on in the hall. Mm -mm -mm -mm. <laughs> Looking shiny and okay, fly with, with his a... hair all curly. New outfit on. Mm -hmm. New wand. Okay. 
So a few days later, Scorpius is still not processing this breakup very well. Mm. Gotta process it. And he says the following. I just don't understand what's going on. I've tried to see him. I've tried to talk to him. But every time I do, he runs off. And then another character says, Albus needs you, Scorpius. Scorpius says, he needs me to do what? This other character says, that's the thing, isn't it? You don't know what he needs. You only know he needs it. Find him, Scorpius. You two, you belong together. Oh my god. Mm. I'm getting like Last Limo Hecans vibes here. Stay alive. I will find you. Later on, they make up. And Albus is talking to Scorpius. Mm. I think you may make out. (laughs) That's coming. (laughs) So Albus says, You're kind, Scorpius. To the depths of your belly, to the tips of your fingers. Scorpius is moved by this. Scorpius says, That's nice. Albus says, And it's something I should have said a long time ago. In fact, you're probably the best person I know. And you don't, you couldn't, hold me back. You make me stronger. And when dad forced us apart, without you? (laughs) Scorpius says, I didn't much like my life without you either. Okay, so I've never read a Harry Potter book, but I just might read this one now. (laughs) The dialogue sounds a lot kind of riper than I uh... Mm heard. You sure it was the right book? (laughs) (laughs) Was the cover on the... You you might have grabbed the wrong one. This is actually fanfic I wrote. Were you really in the kids section? (laughs) Okay. Albus smiles. Friends, Scorpius says, always. Scorpius extends his hand. Albus pulls Scorpius close into a hug. That's the second time you've done that. The two boys break apart and smile. Mm. I think something just got awakened. Mm-hmm. Here's some more. Scorpius asks, so we hide in a hole? Albus says, as pleasurable as it will be to hide in a hole with you for the next 40 years, they'll find us. Scorpius replies, Still, if I had to choose a companion to be at the return of eternal darkness with, I choose you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how how They're like long? a beat away from being like, I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the glangy kind of guitar music. Harry Potter yes. and the Brokeback Mountain. <gasps> I, you know what? Maybe that's the next that's the next book in the series. Actually. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm gonna write it. Harry Potter and the fishing trip that didn't happen. <laughs> So then, after all of this, in the second to last chapter, they finally do kiss. Oh, f- okay. So I just thought this was you taking a bunch of paragraphs and reading them in a sultry voice. No, it really is? Nice. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was that then. The second to last <laughs> chapter, suddenly, both Albus and Scorpius can only talk about girls. Ugh, and all of a sudden, they're into sports. Because... Straight boys. Did you stop? Did you stop reading at that point? Well, it was the second to last chapter, so I was already. You're done. invested but, in yeah. that point. I, I, I think, as he's told us, Jamidra, Emmanuel is a reader. Yeah, <laughs> a reader. You're invested at that I'm point. Really smart guys. Yeah. So they're all into sports now. They're mm. all rowing out. Sports and girls. They're Wrestling. bros. Then there's this final little moment where they let the reader know we're pretending to be bros, but you know what it is. Here we go. Scorpius reaches in and hugs Albus. Albus says, what's this? I thought we decided we don't hug. Scorpius says, I wasn't sure whether we should in this new version of us I had in my head. Albus says, better ask your girlfriend if it's the right thing to do. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Undertones. The writers could have saved a lot of time with that chapter and yeah. just scrawled in huge letters, no homo. But instead <laughs> they wrote that. And what I'm here to say is, 
everyone's gay. <laughs> Specifically Albus and Scorpius. <laughs> oh, man. So go to the library, renew your car because it's probably expired. I'm sure. Go into the children's section and ask for Harry Potter and the Brokeback Mountain. Okay. It will be there. <laughs> it will not be there because that's not a book. <laughs> Folks, I have a question to ask you. Please. What were you doing 20 years ago? And don't say being born, because I know that you're <laughs> yeah. older than that. Specifically, <laughs> 1997. That was a good one. Yeah. I was watching Titanic over and over again. It's kind of like an anchor year for me. Mm. 98, 96, nothing. The, yeah. I, I got nothing. I couldn't tell you. I'm just like an amorphous blob floating <laughs> in the universe. But 1997, I can tell you everything about that year. Is that when Aaliyah dropped one in a million? Because I feel like that was that year. I can't tell you everything. I, was, <laughs> I feel like that was that year. But okay. what I can tell you is the things that I've looked up on the internet. There we go. For this segment. That's the millennial spirit. <laughs> exactly. No, but all joking aside, 97 was kind of a crucial year. And there's three events in it for me that make me sort of keep returning, like gravitating towards this year. Hmm. The release of Spice World. Not one of them. <laughs> Number one, Titanic. Yes. You are entirely correct. You already know. If ever anyone asks me to kind of like place myself in the 90s or to try and guess like when a certain thing happened, I genuinely think Mm -hmm. how far away from Titanic was was that other thing. Leonardo DiCaprio, and that's when Celine Dion and I became BFFs. That was just the year. Never better. Mm -hmm. So, number one, Titanic. Number two, Princess Diana. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Death of. I am not a royalist, as you know, but that's a big, that, that was, was a, a big huge one. event. And it was for you t- guys too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still flinched. Pretty sure we have clippings in magazines <laughs> somewhere in the attic. But like, yeah, Diana was huge. And if it was huge for you guys, I cannot convey like just how massive the death of Princess Diana was. She was like a candle in the wind, mm-hmm. that one. Unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cut okay. Blue Island? Blue Islander. I'll just go with Blue Island. <laughs> Number three event, this is very UK specific, the election of Tony Blair as our prime minister. Because he was Labour and we'd had conservative prime ministers for quite a long time beforehand. And this was like a big deal. My mum woke me up and she said the words, you are now waking up under a Labour government. Actually, I think what she said was, you're waking up under a woke prime minister. Mm. If, a lot of waking up going on. If she yeah. had known to say that, was he she woke? would have done. Um, for a little bit, but now we hate him. Okay, Wokeish. Because, Wokeish. Of, because of Iraq. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Memories. So I just want to kind of give you a very quick whistle-stop tour through the year 1997, because I think there are going to be some little gems along the way that Ooh, you guys let's, will let's appreciate. all aboard. Let me get on this whistle-stop tour. And to set the scene, I'm going to start off with some music, and I'm just going to... Gently bring in a little music bed of what's this? Oh, it's Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Oh. Mainly because it was a bop during that year, and also she is not going to come after us for using that song. She's just happy for the exposure. She's happy. Really happy about it. That was such a sad song, and it was everywhere. And I wish it was still everywhere because it's great to this day. It is. As you can hear, it's great. So I think we've said enough about this song to justify using it. Yeah. Unbreak my heart. Also, Mbop, Hanson. Ew. Oh, man. What do you mean, ew? I'm not a fan. 
Hanson's Middle of Nowhere was the first album that I ever bought you know with my what? own money. I tend to get the Hansons and the Jonas Brothers mixed up. Oh, how? I this don't is know. 97. The Jonas Brothers weren't alive. I know, but in my mind, they came up, <laughs> and then I was like, that's not them. And then I was like, that's a whole. You're I like, mean, don't purity my rings, mind. young boys. I'm just, remember Ooh. the purity rings and the whole vibe that they were trying to create? The same thing, same thing. All I will say is look up what Hanson looked like now. They're doing all right. I'll the glow that. up is real? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Hanson glow up. <laughs> Never would have put those two words together, but... Taylor and Zach, yes. For Isaac, not so much. It was never going to be good for Isaac. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Also, uh, Puff Daddy oh, and yeah. Faith Hill, I'll be missing you. No, Faith every... Evans, no? I've got Faith... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Why the hell do I have my God. Guys, I just try and make everything white. (laughs) In my head, I saw the video, and I was like, I don't remember her in the video. Whitewashing 101. Every move. I was like, it don't sound like Faith. Guys, I just tried to whitewash I'll Be Missing You. That's amazing. Criminal. So I hereby resign. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Emmanuel Wannabe by the Spice Girls. That's got to be on the list. Bill Clinton was inaugurated for a second term. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Mother Teresa died. Hong Kong <laughs> returned to Chinese rule. Okay. Also, yeah. <laughs> like a little bit less, you know, enjoyable. Uh, the Halibop comet oh. came very close to the Earth, which is exciting. But unfortunately, that led the Heaven's Gate mm-hmm. cult slash religious group in San Diego to commit mass suicide because they thought that an extraterrestrial ship yep. was following the track of the comet. Tracksuits and yep, juice. Yep. I just remember the Nikes. They all had the same Nikes on. And yep. tra- there was it was a thing. Applesauce, yeah. self-asphyxiation, horrible stuff. Whoa. 39 people died. Yeah. We also got Dolly the Sheep was the first uh, thing. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a more pop culture vein, the first Harry Potter book was published. Oh, yeah. You call it the Sorcerer's Stone. Has Harry Potter been around that long? Oh, yeah. Full circle. Uh, The Lion King debuted on Broadway. Doesn't that seem like it's been around forever? Oh, hello. There you go. Notorious B.I.G. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, Also R.I.P. Gianni Versace. Oh, you're bringing up a lot of... In 97. You're just poking at the scar tissue. Sorry. This is not a death, but the death of someone's ear. Uh, Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's Holyfield's ear. ear. Beanie Babies were a thing? Sure were. Mm. Yeah. Tamagotchi? Was was Tickle Elmo also in 97? This is not what my list says. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I do not deviate from the list. But what is on my list is WebMD went online for all of your concerning symptom googling in terms of movies you've got titanic Mm -hmm. you've got men in black you've got uh my best friend's wedding you've got the fifth element Eh, a lot of shit um (laughs) but just to close out this segment i want to tell you about some of the weird things slash unexpected things that happened in 97 number one morgan freeman offered to cover the cost of a prom for a mississippi school that held two racially segregated proms every year oh my god provided that the one that he was covering would be integrated and it was refused until 2008, this offer. Whoa. They said, no, thank you, Morgan Freeman. You keep your money, Morgan. Exactly. We like Jim Crow. <laughs> they Clearly. really did. Uh, toy manufacturer Mattel sued MCA Records over Aqua's hit Barbie Girl. <gasps> I'm a Barbie girl uh-huh. in a Barbie world. Yes. And uh, it got uh, dismissed due to parody protection. Apparently, you can parody anything you want. Like I did with Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Exactly. Um, the judge concluded his ruling by stating, the parties are advised to chill. 
Whoa. Oh, yeah. Is that official legal language? Is that like written somewhere? <clears throat> Apparently so. I love it. And my last weird fact is uh, Sir Patrick Stewart of Star Trek fame put on and starred in a photo negative production of Shakespeare's hit Othello. He starred as a white Othello opposite an all black cast. It was the first time this concept was used. The internet informs me. I think it was also the last. Yes, it was. <laughs> 1997, we hardly knew ye. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed your trip back to 97. Um, let's never go back there. But I liked it. Kind of. <laughs> so, in conclusion, zigga zigga. Yes. It's the peak in the pit. Hey, the peak in the pit. Hey. It's time for our peak in the pit of the week. This week, Carly has a pit for us. I do. And what a pit. Mm. And it's it's a local pit. In local news, you may be aware that they're making a new Transformers film. Who cares? No. It's called Bumblebee. <laughs> just, Nobody uh, cares. It's called Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah. And one of is. the robots is called Bumblebee, apparently. And I repeat, who cares? The production crew decided to paint over a mural in the Bay Area city of Vallejo to film their movie. And they're having to apologize, and I quote profusely for this, because A, they shouldn't have done it, and B, this was not any old mural. It memorialized several local residents who are no longer with us, Uh -uh, including a 12-year-old, Joey Tafoya, who died after being hit by a garbage truck, and Dewey Tucker, a 24-year-old bassist for Lauren Hill, who was murdered driving Mm. on the highway by a gang member who thought he was a rival. This was not any mural. Why? What? Who authorized? (laughs) Like, how? Quoth the makers, I'm sorry about this. Our guys didn't realize the importance of the mural. So that's okay then. But can you just run up in different cities and just paint over stuff? Like, don't you need a permit? Or like... Apparently so. Not when you're famous. Wow. And not when you're making a film that everyone's desperately waiting for, like the Transformers Bumblebee. No one's gonna know that we painted over these brown people. Just cover it up. (laughs) So in conclusion... Buzz off. Transformers, buzz off. Lifting out of that for our peak of the week, it's a three-way tie for best celebrity in an interview. Hello. (laughs) We will start with one Issa Rae. We know her from Insecure. She was recently on the red carpet for the Emmys and was asked who she was rooting for. A very standard question, and she had an unstandard answer, which I appreciate. Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody black. (laughs) I am. Yes. Oh, and there was fire and fury on social media. People were so pissed. It was met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. And I lived for every moment of it. And sunglasses fell from the sky onto her face and it said, deal with it. Deal with it. Second person, Shailene Woodley. Oh, hi, Shailene. Of Big Little Lies. Mm. Of Dakota Access Pipeline protesting fame. Mm. Yes. She was being interviewed by a woman who was doing what people usually do on red carpets, which is like, Oh, my God, let's talk about your dress and how much you starved yourself to fit into mm-hmm. it. Oh, this is all Amy stuff then. Shailene was not having it. Are you hungry right now? Not at all. Really? I'm so hungry. Well, you should probably eat. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Well, I'm here for her. Her and I can be BFFs. That is delightful. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. Eating is really important and mm-hmm. everyone should do it. And last but not least, my fellow Libra, Cardi B, oh. <laughs> who was being interviewed about her soon-to-be number one single. Bodag Yellow. Yes. 
And she just has so much fun with being famous. That's kind of missing in a lot of interviews that mm-hmm. I've been seeing she with celebrities. She certainly does. That's what you can call her. It. I live for her and Tiffany Haddish in public settings because yeah. they're just happy to be here. So this is one of the interviews she was taking part in, and she kept it fun and also continuously interrupted the interviewer just because. If you don't feel it in your soul, if you don't hear that song going to your ear, to your heart, to your asshole, mm. I, it's impossible. And that's what I did. I made a song like that. Oh, that ghetto, what's popping, baby? And look at that. It hit the charts. It hit the charts. So she's she's golden. Oh, she's a second time delightful life. thing. I'm like sweating because I love oh. her so much. So peak of the week the to all three of those wonderful women. Congratulations, yeah. women. Yeah, congrats. Good job, women. And for our song of the week, Carly, take it away. <gasps> well, this is a recent discovery. Client liaison. An Australian band who are going to play us out with a song called International Affair, which is a pitch-perfect pastiche of 80s pop shite. And I think you're going to absolutely love it because it features the golden pipes of 90s chanteurs, Tina Arena. She was big in the UK, probably not over here. Nope. But <laughs> it just kind of brings home the, like, just how joyous and wonderful, like, affectionate pastiches can be. So I really hope you like this as much as I do. To our podcast, Papa David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also, rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimmy says Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. 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 Sign it off to the business, get set.